In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light. That all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about Him and cried out, This was He of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because He was before me. For whom His fullness we have all received, grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made Him known. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord stands forever. Let us pray. Our most gracious God and our Father in heaven, uh, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts would be pleasing and honoring in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. And it's in Jesus' name alone that we pray. Amen. As John writes in his prologue here in chapter 1, he writes about the Word. He says, the Word became flesh. We know that what he's talking about here is Jesus. Jesus is the Word. Over the last several weeks during this time of Advent, We've been answering the question, who is Jesus? Well, Jesus is Jesus. He is God saves. For as the angel told Joseph, his father, for Jesus has come to save his people from their sins. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the Christ. 
He is the anointed one. He is the one on whose shoulders the government shall rest. The one whose name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. He is the Prince of Peace of Isaiah 9, as we declared, because he was the suffering servant of Isaiah 53. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. He is the image of the invisible God, as we declared even tonight. The one by whom all things were created. The one who holds all things together. He is the one who is preeminent. In Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Who is Jesus? Jesus is Lord. He is the one who is absolutely sovereign over all of creation. He is the one that at His name, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And last, but certainly not least, who is Jesus? Jesus is Emmanuel. He is God with us. Jesus is God with skin. He is the Word that has become flesh. You know, Christmas is such an amazing time because in Christmas we celebrate the fact that our great and awesome God became small. Christmas is so amazing because God, the sovereign ruler over the entire universe, the one who we can't even begin to measure his greatness, he became small for us. God, with all His power and authority, set it aside. The infinite set aside His infinity. The Creator became a creature. The light entered into the darkness. God became a child. A child. The Word became flesh. God came to live, and He came to live us, with us. The question is why? Why? Why would God do such a thing? Why would God become a creature? Why would God live with us? Why would the sovereign ruler of the universe come down from his throne and live as one of his creatures? The answer is simple. Because God is love. Psalm 145, verse 8 says, The Lord is gracious and merciful. He is slow to anger, and He is abounding in what? Steadfast love. Our God is love. A man by the name of Father Damien, who lived back in the 1800s, knew this steadfast love of God. And he sought to manifest that love of God to others. 
Here is his story as told by John Ortberg. Father Damien was a priest who became famous for his willingness to serve lepers. Yes, there are modern-day lepers. It's now called Hansen's disease. Um, Father Damien moved to Kalawao. You'll have to forgive me for these Hawaiian names. I hope I'm not butchering them. Um, He moved to Kalawao, a village on the island of Molokai in Hawaii that had been quarantined to serve as a modern-day leper colony in the 1800s. For 16 years, he lived in their midst. He learned to speak their language. He bandaged their wounds. He embraced the bodies that no one else would touch. He preached to the hearts that would otherwise would have been left alone. He organized schools, bands, choirs. He built homes so that the lepers could have shelter. He built 2,000 coffins by hand so that when they died, they could be buried with dignity. Slowly, it was said that Kalawao became a place to live rather than a place to die. For Father Damien had come to offer hope. Father Damien was not careful about keeping his distance. He did nothing to separate himself from his people. He dipped his finger in the bowl along with his patience. He shared his pipe. He did not always wash his hands after bandaging open sores. He got He got close to them. And for this, for this, the people loved him. And then one day, as he stood up and he he began his sermon with these two words. And those two words were, We lepers. At this point, Father Damien wasn't just helping them, now he was one of them. From this day forward, he wasn't just on their island, instead he was in their skin. First he had chosen to live as they had lived, now he would die as they had died. Now they were in it together. This is the picture of what God has done for us in Christ. This is the love that he has poured out on us. As we read in 1 John 4, 9 and 10, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his Son into the world, into our world. He sent him to be like us, so that we might live through him, In this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his son to be be the propitiation for our sins. God, through Jesus, has come to live with us. Where would we be if God had not come to live with us? We would be left without hope. If God had not come to live with us, we would be hopeless. Our sins have condemned us. 
and we have been alienated from God. But God did come. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And because of this, He brought hope. We have hope because we have a God who knows us. Like Father Damien knew leprosy. He became like the lepers. God has become like us. We have a God who can empathize with us. We have a God who can comfort us. We have a God who can say to us, I know where you are. I know your darkness. I know your despair. I know it because I have been there. Brothers and sisters, when we are in the pit of despair, which we all have been there, or maybe we feel like we're there even today, remember that Jesus is Emmanuel. He is God with us. He is with us in our darkness. He is with us in the pit. We are not alone. God is with us. But it's not enough to simply say that God is with us in our despair. It's not enough to say that God is simply with us in our darkness. We have hope because we have a God who has overcome our darkness. Because we have a God who has overcome all darkness. Jesus didn't come to simply be in the pit of despair with us. Jesus says to us, I know your darkness. I know the despair that you are in. I have been there, but I have overcome your darkness. In fact, I have overcome all darkness. The true light, as John says, that gives light has come into the world. That's why we lit the Christ candle. For the light of the world, the light has come. He is Jesus Christ. He is the only begotten Son of God. He is the Lord. Jesus is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And in Him there is no darkness. The last candle is the Christ candle. Jesus is our Emmanuel. He is the light of the world. The darkness can never and will never overcome Him. Tonight, we celebrate the coming of Emmanuel. We celebrate the coming of God with us, of the Word becoming flesh. 